Happy Halloween, my dear listener. In honor of the spooky season, we have an exciting announcement to make. We're releasing an audiobook. It has already been written, and now we're recording and releasing it in chapters on our Patreon page as we make it. These here are the first two, and if you like them, and we can promise you it's gonna be a wild ride, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash hauntedtalespod. And just to be clear, a normal schedule of one episode per week will not be affected by this. So, sit back and enjoy. Chapter 1 This was what freedom felt like, Hannah thought, as her gaze wandered along the instrument panel of the small cockpit. The tight space should feel cramped. At least, that was what she had expected when she had taken her first lesson years ago. But now? No. She had never felt more free in her life. Just above the instruments, the indicators and switches, the whole world seemed to bow down before her. Lush woods filled the spaces below the horizon. The sun was shining on her and this plane, and it felt like all the fear and anxiety had stayed down there, while she was flying above, unshackled and free. This was better than sex, she mumbled with a smile enjoying the loud humming of the engine and the vibrations running through the cockpit. If only she could feel like this all the time. Hannah closed her eyes, breathed in deeply, and smelled a now-so-familiar scent surrounding her. The oil, hot metal, and even the odor of the old leather coming from the seat she was sitting on. Why couldn't the rest of her life be like this? This free and uncomplicated. There was no stress up here. No deadlines she had to fight to reach. No relationship troubles. No jealousy or heartbreak. All that mattered was the humming of the engine. The horizon so far away. And the green ground below. No one else. Nothing else. She had no real aim, was flying where her heart told her to go, and would only turn around when the fuel gauge hit the 60% mark. Just enough to get back without a problem. Hannah wanted to savor this freedom to the last proverbial drop. Tomorrow, she'd be back on the ground in her office, dreaming of this moment. A slight twinge of anger crept into her joyful mood, soured it and made her lose the smile. Carefully, she made the plane bank to the right to give herself something to do. If she didn't shake these dark thoughts, they might spoil her whole trip. And that was something she really didn't need. Down below, she could see hills reaching out of a giant forest covering practically every square foot of the land. 
No one would be living there, she thought. No streets or buildings, no noise or stress. Somehow, even this forest seemed like a better place than the damned office building she was going to spend the rest of her life in. Another twinge of anger rose up in her mind. The plane banked even farther. There were small spots in a dense forest. Rivers, tiny lakes. How far out had she come? She had no idea where exactly she was right now. A sudden vibration went through the whole plane, different from the normal tremors. Hannah felt her teeth chatter in its rhythm, heard a sudden beeping noise as one of the tiny lamps lit up and she tried to ride the plane again. Quickly pulling at the control stick, she expected to feel a small bit of resistance, then the right side to lift again, but somehow nothing happened. Oh no! A hiss escaped her, as she heard a stutter running through the noise of the engine, looked around and could see another lamp suddenly glowing, as the next warning beep filled the cockpit. Forcefully banking the stick, she could feel her body being pressed into the seatbelt as more and more lamps started to glow. Fuck! Hannah screamed. Could see the nose of the plane sinking, the forest now coming into view. The engine stuttered again. She needed to send out a distress signal, took a deep, panicked breath and wanted to scream out a mayday as suddenly all the noises around her died down at once. The engine stopped completely, and so did the beeping. All the lights went out, the cockpit darkened, and Hannah felt her mind going blank. Her hand still pulled at a stick, tried anything to get her out of a possible death spiral, and suddenly the plane righted itself. Yet, she felt no kind of relief. Only the whooshing of the wind outside the cockpit still reached her ears as the nose of the plane started to sink down again. It was picking up speed, and she felt her back getting pressed farther into the old ladder of the seat. Shit, she cursed again. Could see the forest and hills coming closer with every passing moment and cried out, Mayday! Even though she knew no one would be around to hear or help her. So many hills, so many trees, no streets or buildings around. Would anyone even see this plane disappearing here? Would they know what had happened to her? Her hands tried to pull the control stick towards her chest. Somehow, she needed to get her nose back up again. The plane was picking up far too much speed, and she would die in a giant fireball if she didn't slow down somehow. Loud, rushing wind filled the cockpit, the noise only cut through by her cursing. This wasn't how her life should end. She hadn't accomplished anything yet. Hannah clenched her jaw could feel the resistance of the control stick, pulled it as hard as she could anyway, 
and finally felt it slowly coming toward her. The forest outside the panes of glass was getting bigger, and a hill started to take shape as the nose of the plane went up a tiny bit. Shit. She wouldn't be able to stop this. Please, please start again. Hannah prayed aloud to the engine, took one hand off the stick to press the corresponding button, and felt her finger going numb. This wouldn't do. Her mind warned her. It wouldn't magically come back to life again. Something had completely fried the electronics in here. She had never seen a cockpit going dark like that, had never even heard of something like it during her lessons. Her plane was going to crash no matter what she did. The rushing of the wind outside started to sound like hissing in her ears. Only one thing left to do, her mind warned her. She had to try and land this plane somewhere with fewer trees. Or at least younger ones that wouldn't rip her plane apart on impact. Ignoring the button, she pulled a stick toward her chest again and felt tremors running through the plane. She could already see the spot she would be heading for deep inside the forest. There was no way she'd survive an impact here, had to do whatever she could to avoid it. Hannah cursed again, could see the nose rising inch by inch while the muscles in her arms burned and the hissing noise turned into laughter in her mind. This was it, her subconscious told her, her last moments on earth. She screamed, could now make out single trees in the forest, knew she was still losing height at an alarming rate, and even felt the shaking of the wings through the body of the plane. It was coming closer. Her death. Just a few more seconds. Pull up! Hannah cried out, felt gravity finally pressing her down into the seat, and saw the tips of the trees shooting toward her. There was a spot not far from here, empty of trees. She howled. Sunlight glistened on the windshield. A bang shook her plane as one of the wings connected with the first tip of a tall pine. She could feel it. Knew that this would be the end. A second ear-splitting thud filled the cockpit as the left wing collided with something. It disintegrated on impact. Shadows filled her field of view. She let go of the stick, put her hands up until they were in front of her face. Screamed and cried as she heard the sound of bending metal, felt shock after shock going through the plane. Smelled smoke suddenly, as sparks flew up into the air and the first tips of the pine trees collided with the nose of the plane. She could hear them banging against its body, felt them, knew she was still screaming as a spark landed on her forearm, singeing hair and burning skin. The light disappeared suddenly as the forest got tighter and the plane finally fell below the trees. The right wing touched the trunk, exploded in a deafening crunch before a small, thin tree appeared in front of the windshield, 
and got obliterated in a split second as the nose of the plane collided with it. Hannah could feel her ass leaving the seat, the seatbelt pulling her back down as the rump of her plane tilted, and she could see the forest floor for a split second appearing in front of her. Please, she cried out once more, trying to shield her head somehow as the plane's underside touched the forest floor without landing gear. The impact took her breath away. Two belts slung across her chest buried themselves deep into her ribs and shoulders as a shockwave went through the whole plane and she screamed for help. The noise was deafening. Metal screeched, plastic burned, dirt seemed to explode in front of her, shooting up the windshield and cracking it while the plane careened through the woods. It was sliding along, metal screeching and bending, ripping open the soft forest floor, roots and all. Hannah lost all sense of direction, tried to somehow save herself strapped into the seat. For a single moment, everything went dark. Then, in the next, she could see the clear blue sky above, trees whirling around until, for a split second, something else appeared. Shimmering blue in the sunlight. The lake she had seen from above. She held onto her seat, screamed one last time before she could see the final trees breaking under the impact from the plane, its completely deformed body shooting through the gap and crashing into the water. Chapter 2 It was calm now. Hannah blinked and forced herself to keep her eyes open, while the world around her slowly took shape. Her whole body ached, her shoulders seemed no longer connected to anything, and her ribs felt like a single sea of pain. But there was a new noise hitting her ears now. Disoriented, she looked around, could see the demolished cockpit, the cracked windshield, and deformed nose of the plane, swimming in a sea of light. It shimmered right outside, while the noise continued. A gurgling sound. It took her a few moments to finally realize that it wasn't coming from her. She was sitting there, practically hanging in the seatbelt, mouth open while her head felt like it might burst at any moment now. Mayday, Hannah whispered, could feel her tongue lolling around her mouth whilst something inside of her stirred. Her instincts, forcing her to wake up even though she felt dead tired. It was important, it screamed into the fog surrounding her mind. Get the fuck up! Her own voice howled suddenly sounding strange and foreign, echoing around the cramped cockpit, while memories came rushing back into her mind. The crash. The forest. She turned her head and felt the stinging pain in her neck, but ignored it, 
as something cold and wet touched her ankle. The lake! Suddenly, she felt wide awake, looked around and tried to blink the pain away while staring through the glare. It was water, shimmering in the sunshine. The rump of the plane had made it out onto the lake, and the gurgling noise she was hearing was the water streaming inside. Hannah knew she needed to get out of there quickly, tried to clasp at her side to open the cockpit, but immediately realized that it was gone. The whole mechanism was bent and broken, its handle nowhere to be seen. Shit, she hissed, and felt the back of the plane sinking further, its front lifting a bit. Her fingers found the clasp of the four-point belt. She pressed it and waited for the clicking noise, but nothing happened. Once more, her fingertips and nails buried themselves into the plastic, but again, all she could hear was silence. No movement, no nothing. Now, panic was beginning to set in. Hannah thrashed around, felt the belts digging into the sore spots all over her chest, while she tried to find a way to wriggle out of it. The water that had disappeared as the back had sunken down was now coming up again. Faster than before, and the gurgling got louder. God damn it! She could feel her jaw clenching painfully and felt her left shoulder getting stuck between the belt and a torn shard of metal. There was blood in the air. That and a stench of molten plastic. Her hands tried to rip off the clasp of the belt, but Hannah already knew she wouldn't be able to. It was a panic reaction. Nothing more than a way for her mind to do something, to not give up without a fight. Cold water was touching her calves. The nose of the plane was tilting farther upward, and Hannah was looking right into the sun. It was blinding her, forcing her to turn her head. The whole cockpit shimmered in this strange, painful light, while she tried uselessly to somehow open the clasp of the seatbelt with her shivering fingers. A tremor went through the remains of the plane as it started to sink. How deep could the small lake even be? Fifty feet? It didn't matter, her mind warned her, because as long as she was locked in here, she would drown. Water touched her back, started to rise slowly above the seat while the clasp remained stuck. Hannah started hammering against the plastic part with her fist, felt each punch through her bruised and battered ribs and coughed painfully. Her back was drenched already, and the water was still rising, yet somehow her whole body felt sluggish, tired, as if it had already given up. Hannah made a concentrated effort to force her fingers off the clasp. It hadn't moved one bit, no matter what she had tried. The clasp wouldn't open, no matter how hard she pulled. She had to find another way. Quickly. 
Shifting her weight again, Hannah heard the water sloshing around her, felt the coldness touching her shoulder, stinging in the cut the bent metal shard had given her. That was the solution, she howled in her mind. This metal piece with its sharp edges. She looked over, could see the light of the sun now dancing on the water's surface next to her head. How long did she have? Just a few more seconds until it would rise above her face, she thought. Grabbing hold of the belt, she could feel a shiver running through her body, as if the cold water was draining all the remaining warmth and life out of her. Hannah shook her head, tried to hold onto the metal shard with her other hand. Please don't break, she prayed, relaxed her left shoulder to give herself more room, while her fingers pulled the strap away from her body towards the sharp edge. She tried pressing it against it, moving her hand, but the belt slipped immediately out from between her fingers, snapping back and hurting her shoulder again. Water was touching her cheek, stroking her skin like the cold fingers of death. Hannah growled, screamed and grabbed hold of the belt again, this time with both hands. If it didn't work, if the shard broke, she would be dead either way, her instincts told her, and she knew there wouldn't be any second chances. Pulling it up until she felt the sharp metal against her skin, she gritted her teeth and started jerking it back and forth over the rough edge. Metal shards pierced her thumb. Hannah bit the inside of her cheek, felt the cold water already rising up the side of her face, but didn't stop. There was no pain anymore. All she felt were her hands slowly getting further apart, the fabric of the belt being shredded bit. By bit. A drop of water jumped up, hit her nostril, and Hannah redoubled her efforts. Time was running out. She could feel that almost all of her body was now submerged, turned her head to the front again to not get water in her mouth, while her hands still continued ripping at the belt. The blinding light shimmered all around her now, she could see the rays of sunshine dancing along the water's surface. I'm not gonna die here, Hannah cried out, felt the cold liquid reaching up to her eyes already, and immediately took a deep, deep breath. It might be her last one, a voice inside her mind warned her, as the gurgling stopped and her head got fully submerged. Her thumb was completely numb. Her hands tried to keep on dragging the belt across the edge, but somehow it seemed less effective now. Not hearing the ripping sound anymore filled her with panic. What if it didn't work? If the belt stayed intact, she would drown. It was as easy as that. Hannah looked up through the water's surface and could see the rays of the sun still dancing up above even though now they didn't hurt her eyes any longer. Somehow, it looked like a different world up there, one that had nothing to do with the cold, dark place she was caught in now. Concentrate on the belt, she had to remind herself, 
felt her head turning slowly, away from the light and salvation above, toward the problem that was still keeping her down here. Small, dark particles were swimming around her in the water, getting highlighted by the rays of light that found their way inside the cockpit. She turned the bell, just for a moment. At least one third was still intact, and Hannah felt bubbles rising from her mouth as she growled in disappointment. Turning it up again, with the weakest part toward the metal shard, now glowing from the sunshine, she gritted her teeth and pushed it as far as she could, leaning over toward it and ignoring the pain in her other shoulder. Please work. There was chaos in her mind. She had lost any and all sense of how much time had already passed, could feel her lungs burning, the ribs aching with every beat of her heart. The bell touched a sharp edge again, but this time Hannah pushed it back and forth instead of side to side. She wasn't sure if she was just imagining it, or if she could really hear strands snapping in the gushing water, felt new tiny bubbles leaving her nose, and already knew that it would get close. Pulling the belt apart even harder, seeing a small reddish cloud coming from her thumb, she yanked it once more and growled inside her head like a wounded animal. A few strands were cut and ripped as she pushed it across the sharp edge again. Please, make it. Hannah bit the inside of her cheek again, tasted blood while pulling the edges of the belt apart as hard as she could. The metal glimmered in the sunshine. She could feel dark shadows creeping into her vision. Bigger bubbles were shooting from her mouth and nose. With a last internal scream, Hannah ripped the belt across the shard and felt her hand suddenly snapping apart as the fabric gave out and finally disintegrated. She didn't have time to feel elated, knew her air was running out and that she wasn't in the clear by a long shot. Wiggling out of the one belt around her right shoulder, lifting her lower body, Pulling herself back and up, she struggled to get free, while the light seemed to get dimmer with every passing second. She kicked a seat, felt her hips come free, turned herself and grabbed hold of anything she could reach to get her body out of the straps. More and more bubbles escaped her. The burning fire in her lungs turned into a searing pain. Her feet touched the lower belt. She pulled them up, finally came free, and took one look at the surface above. There it was, the cracked windshield. A mere foot away from the surface of the water. Shit. Hannah ignored the panic setting in, shot upward and extended her hands. The moment her head broke through the surface, she howled in pain, spotted, took a breath, and looked around anxiously. Just a few inches of air were left in this cabin. The rest had already filled up with water. She pressed her hands against the glass pane, right where the crack was, tried pushing it, but there was no way it would simply give in, her mind already warned her. With her lungs still burning, and her arms and legs aching, she looked around to find a way out. 
The water was rising on the outside of the cockpit as well. Its tip was just above the surface, but was sinking quickly now. Shit, she cast, while staring at the deformed nose sticking out of the lake. Pressing her hand against the crack again, she pulled back her arm and hit the spot with all the strength she could muster. A hollow sound emanated from it, echoed around her, but the glass held. It's useless, Hannah warned herself. This pain wouldn't break. Couldn't. It was hard enough to survive bird strikes. There was no way she would manage to break it with her fist. But there was a kid somewhere around here with one of those red things used to break the tempered glass on the sides. She cursed again as she remembered. It should be in the footwell. Standing on the seat, she could feel the water rising further along her neck. Half a foot of air remained, and now the lake outside was slowly reaching a crack. It would start trickling in even quicker soon, filling up this whole space. This might be her last decision, she warned herself. Either she stayed up there and waited for certain death, or she could dive down again to try and break the side panes while underwater. She didn't have to think long or hard about it. She tried to calm down for a second and took another deep breath. This time might be even worse, Hannah tried to prepare herself. The sun was shining above, but suddenly its light got dimmer diffused by the water splashing over the windshield. She finished her breath, took one last look upwards, and prayed silently before pushing herself underwater. Below the water's surface, almost complete darkness waited for her. She grabbed hold of the now useless control stick and pulled herself down with it towards the seat, where the stuck belt still hung one strap wafting round aimlessly. With shaking fingers, Hannah grabbed hold and tried to pull herself closer while keeping calm, even though every fibre of her being wailed in protest. It was suicidal, diving down deeper into the darkness, her subconscious screamed. But she ignored it. Staying up there would be even worse. Her fingers found the seatbelt, pulled her along until her head finally reached the footwell, where she knew the emergency box would be. Absolute darkness reigned down here. She could feel another air bubble down there, knew there would be just a few inches of oxygen, right where the pedals were, but ignored it. It wasn't enough to take a breath, she told herself again and again, while her fingers raced along the sides of the footwell. The surfaces she touched were smooth, slippery beneath her fingertips, as she turned herself once again, trying to check it inch by inch, while her mind screamed at her that it was already too late. She turned her head and upper body, tried to remember where she had last seen this red box, as her wounded thumb painfully touched a different, hard plastic edge, and Hannah howled inside her mind. Quickly. Her fingers found the clasp, opened it without a second to waste, and grabbed blindly whatever she could grasp. 
a long cylinder, probably one of the emergency torches. Useless right now. She let it fall, pulled out the next thing, and finally felt a tiny bit of hope as her fingertips found a hard and sharp metal tip at its head. This had to be it. Even though she couldn't see anything right now, she had to trust her instinct. Pushing herself back out of the footwell, into the at least weakly lit cockpit, Hannah looked up and could see that the front of the plane was already completely submerged. There was no air anymore for her to breathe. Swimming up would be pointless. Rays of sunshine were dancing outside, while the inside seemed to get darker and darker. She turned toward a side pane, right next to the seat, and pressed a metal tip against it. Just like her teacher had shown her during one of the lessons. But nothing happened. Hannah pressed it against the pane again. Still, the glass stayed intact. It should burst. She anxiously tried to remember what exactly he had told her, but her mind went blank. Just push it against the glass. It was all she could remember right now. Bubbles were coming from her mouth. She looked up and could see the bright surface outside the cockpit. Far away. Break, damn you! She screamed in her mind, pushed a metal tip against the pane again, but could feel it slipping. Her hands were shaking, air bubbles were escaping her mouth and nose. There was the taste of blood on her tongue again. Her whole face, no, her whole body felt numb from the cold water. Still holding the tip up to the glass, a tremor ran through her arms and legs. The sound of metal vibrating softly against the pane filled her ears. More pressure! Something in her mind howled, and Hannah wound up one arm while the other held a small instrument. This was her last chance. She felt it, knew it. Pushing her hand through the water, holding onto the plastic grip, praying that it would work, she closed her eyes. Suddenly, Hannah felt pain shooting up her arm as her fist hit the instrument and she heard a high-pitched, clear sound ringing in her ears. She opened her eyes and could see long lines running through the glass, shimmering in the weak light. Pulling herself along, her shoulder touched the cracks, felt hardly any resistance as she pushed through, grabbed hold of the edges and came free with a growl. The outside of the plane looked like some kind of monster had hit it, Hannah thought, while pulling her legs after her out of the destroyed window. Up there was light. So far away. She didn't have time to think about it any longer, could see the surface up above, and forced herself to ignore the sinking plane, making its way downward still. Her lungs burned and her arms felt heavy. There it was, just a few feet away, the surface. 
Ignoring all the pain, the screaming, screeching in her mind, she pushed herself on and could feel darkness reaching out to her, trying to grab hold. Just a few more feet, a few more seconds. Ice-cold fingers touched her. In her mind, she could feel something, a presence trying to pull her back down. Her legs started to shake, yet she still struggled against it. This was it, a voice seemed to warn her. That's what it feels like to be dying. Hannah screamed, could see the bubbles shooting up toward the surface and tasted the lake water on her tongue, mixing itself with the blood from her cut-up cheek. Just one more push. Her head suddenly broke through the surface. She spat out the water and screamed again as she took her first free breath in what felt like an eternity. Something answered her shout. Not too far away. Howling. But Hannah had needed a time, not a presence of mind to notice. She had survived the young woman told herself, while trying to keep her head above the surface. She was alive. With slow, methodical strokes, Hannah started to swim toward the edge of the lake. Neither seeing nor feeling the gaze that was already following her.